0: Today we are going to talk about why treating your hearing loss sooner is better rather than later.
1: Hey I'm Dr. Michael Squires.
0: And I'm Dr. Carly Squires. And this
1: is Dr. Squires Squared.
0: This is a channel where we have candid and casual conversations about anything and everything audiology.
1: And if you're not sure what we're talking about, you're in the right place. (laughs) Stick around, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. We'll tell you everything we know. All right, so today we're going to be talking, uh, like Carly said, about the benefits of doing something sooner rather than later about your hearing loss. So there are some implications with hearing loss. I mean, the things that people just normally expect are, you know, difficulty hearing means difficulty understanding speech, Mm -hmm. background noise, maybe there's ringing in the ears, so on and so forth. And those are some obstacles that we have in our place when treating a hearing loss. But underlying all of those obstacles is everything that's happened leading up until that point.
0: Correct. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about some of these obstacles that become more apparent the longer that you wait. And those obstacles maybe wouldn't have been there or wouldn't have been as challenging, I guess, Mm -hmm. to overcome if we treat the hearing loss sooner rather than later.
1: Right, so the one thing that we really like to focus on, um, and, and look, there's generational differences in how each person uh, or each generation approaches healthcare. We know that research has identified that for us, but there are uh, also male and female. You know, guys tend to put it off a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know, the average American at this point is waiting somewhere between ten to fifteen years between before treating a hearing loss mm-hmm. after we know that it's already there.
0: Right.
1: Um, and and so a lot of those implications or obstacles that that Carly mentioned. Um, come from that waiting period.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about that in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about what barriers may exist or why someone maybe would wait, but we're going to focus more on what happens if you actually do wait, and not even yep. the um, those other issues with untreated hearing loss over time, because we've talked about that too, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a previous episode. But we're going to talk about yeah those obstacles that may come up later specifically.
1: Yep. So first and foremost, uh, and First and foremost, the the biggest thing or challenge that we have to look at uh, is what I kind of base the prognosis on is that speech understanding. Mm -hmm. What happens when we wait and wait and wait and wait longer and longer Mm -hmm. is that, you know, the hearing loss might progress and we can always put uh, a new prescription into a set of hearing aids. We can always put more sound into an ear, Mm -hmm. but what we can't do is tell the brain to understand speech better than it does right now
0: Right, we can't correct that distortion yeah Mm -hmm. well
1: and that's it is is when there's a poorer speech understanding when we put higher levels of sound into the ear not only are we getting the sound in there but we're also introducing distortion Mm -hmm. or or a poorer sound quality in some cases so if we're doing something sooner about the hearing loss rather than later then we're able to get ahead of that. Mm -hmm. So, so for example, somebody who recognizes that, um, well, let's pick one person. Let's say they get their hearing tested at 55 and there's no hearing loss there. They get their hearing tested at 60 and now they have a mild high frequency hearing loss, Mm -hmm. but their word understanding is still, you know, 90 to hundred percent. Treat your hearing loss then. Because we can maintain that 90 to 100% exactly. by continuing to stimulate the brain. Right. But let's say that person doesn't treat their hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And then here we are, years and years later, let's say and now, now we're, now we're <laughs> 85. Yeah. And that word understanding is 40%. Mm-hmm. And the hearing loss is now much more significant. Mm-hmm. You know, we've waited so long that the prognosis is not as good.
0: Right, and that's not to say that we would discourage anyone that has waited that long. Yep, it'll be better. It will. You're going to see an improvement. That benefit will be there. But that duration of time, that length of hearing loss, that duration of hearing loss, where your brain has not received that stimulation, and your brain has been compensating and working in overdrive essentially mm-hmm. for all these years, for that you know, what, 20, 20 years in that example or 30 years in that example, yeah. Where your brain or other parts of your brain are picking up all the slack from where the hearing loss is there, it then becomes very challenging to throw sound back into the auditory system and the brain and expect it to respond with immediate right. benefit. Or, you know, you're not going to like that. It's like if well, the you, brain
1: doesn't know what to do with that signal, right? You know, our research is showing us that, like Carly said, when when there is a hearing loss there it's stealing away resources from other areas of the brain, Mm -hmm. which is why we see correlations with um, increased risk of falls, increased uh, risk of um, developing things like cognitive decline or dementia and Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, symptoms of, that look like memory loss. Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things all kind of come with progressing, progressing hearing loss. Mm -hmm. Um, The more hearing loss that's there, the higher the risk of all these other issues. And that's exactly why. It's because we're expecting the brain to pick up the slack when it doesn't know what to do with that input.
0: Right, and speaking of expectations, that's our brain, you know, that's our brain talking and that, that difficulty is there if we wait. Again, not to discourage you from doing anything because you're gonna see the benefit, it's just a little harder. It's harder the right. longer that goes on. But expectation-wise, Family members, um, especially we've seen this a lot lately, like adult children that are bringing their mother or father or great aunt or someone in Mm -hmm. um, or grandfather or grandmother in to treat the hearing loss weight over here when they're, you know, 80, 90 years old and they've waited all this time. I think we need to talk about expectations from that from that family member, too, because I think it's easy to think, okay. We finally got, you know, mom to want to do this. We're going to bring her in and she's going to hear better and everything's going to be fine. But we have to remember that there's been this very significant amount of time in a lot of cases that has Mm -hmm. passed. And now we're working with a a very broken system and a system that's been under stimulated. And so the expectation, although we should see improvement, it will not be instant. It's going to take some work.
1: Right. Right, expectations is the the name of the game mm-hmm. so if we have appropriate expectations of what can happen mm-hmm. when we fit a set of hearing aids for example um, the overall outcomes are going to be so much better because everybody will be on the same page right. it's when those expectations aren't matched up with what reality uh, we're dealing with that's when we start to have those breakdowns
0: exactly okay so let's touch on what happens now so let's say you or someone you know is in a situation where there's been a long time maybe too much time that's passed and we're finally we're treating treating this hearing loss and we're working with a very decreased word understanding maybe some cognitive decline you know what can we do to make sure this process is as smooth as possible and what can we do to help to kind of give, you know, a jump start, I guess, or overcome those obstacles in a better way? Sure.
1: And I think, too, just really quickly, mm-hmm. it's important to recognize that these obstacles aren't based on your age. Right. These, this yeah. obstacles, these obstacles that we're talking about are based on duration of, of hearing loss. Right. So that could be from age 14 to age 40, just as much as it could be from age 55 to, to 85. Very right? true. So very true. the duration of that and what the brain's ability to understand speech is really going to determine those those obstacles. Right
0: I mean and I suppose we have seen it where we have seen patients who are you know older in age that have very good word Terrific. understanding yep. because their hearing loss didn't happen when they were 55 it really did happen when you're so it is tough it's tough to know but you're right age is not necessarily the, you know, the, the leading factor there.
1: But when we have these obstacles what can we do about them? I, I think uh, obviously we address appropriate expectations, sure. but there are certainly some tools that we can use to, to really accelerate the, the prognosis or our uh, performance or outcomes with the hearing aids.
0: Right, I think, I mean, we all need to have a little bit of patience if we're, you know, working with someone who is just now getting started with hearing aids, and that's across the, the lifespan. I mean, anyone mm-hmm. who's starting out with hearing aids, they are an adjustment. They are definitely um, a difference in your lifestyle. So having a little compassion and patience you know, for that person is always important. But I, I think that the main thing I talk about is louder is not always better. And so yeah. we all have a tendency, myself included, to to raise our tone or shout at a person and that is not going to be the best option. We talk about slower speech, enunciating words, taking pauses, making appropriate eye contact, don't talk while you're moving away from someone. Those types of things are very important yeah. for it, everyone to understand.
1: Communication strategies. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: louder's not better, slower usually is. Mm-hmm. Cadence makes a difference. It does. And, and a whole lot of patience. And, and a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of patience. Well-lit areas yes. can really help as well. I, how many times do you hear it throughout the week? Like, well, I just, you know, when, when, so-and-so talks to me from the other room Mm -hmm. those are not appropriate expectations even if there are no if if there's no hearing
0: i have normal hearing i'm 33 years old and i can't hear him when he's in another room talking to me and that's not my choice like i would love to hear him from another
1: room
0: (laughs) okay no Uh, okay so moving on what else can we do let's talk about remote microphones
1: yeah but i mean in in a situation like that okay yeah um, or in a noisy restaurant or when the back is turned Mm -hmm. or you know across a room remote microphone technology is really handy yeah. uh, and there are there are many options with hearing aid manufacturers now with remote microphones that pair directly with the hearing aids now we're not having to wear things around our necks and you know I think that was a big deterrent for a long time is that patients didn't want to wear an extra thing around their neck and then give a remote mic microphone to somebody or this or that um, you know I can think of a couple manufacturers right off the bat that have excellent remote technology where For example, if I'm wearing hearing aids, Carly's wearing a microphone, you know, clipped to her tie, (laughs) clipped to her, you know, collar or something like that, where I can now hear her just like she's sitting beside me, no matter where she is in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, there are obviously some, like, obstacle barriers and distance and things like that 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 come into play, but... Boy, what a difference for the patients who use them!
0: Yeah, it's a very clear sound quality. It's direct, and again, it, it's just very, very helpful to overcome some of that distortion or lack of clarity, or you know, a lot of that that damage that the hearing loss has caused. Where in remote microphone technology can be used at any point in time, but in general, we use it more when there's more of a severe hearing loss, mm-hmm. or when we've You know, when we've lost some of our ability to understand speech and we really need to give more of a boost. So definitely be open to different technologies like that. And most people don't want a bunch of extra gadgets, but I promise you they're simple. We'll teach you how they work. It's really
1: handy. And, you know, another um, kind of another tool or gadget that we use is is focused on the phone, which, you know, recorded speech or um, phone calls, which essentially are the same thing as recorded speech because it's coming through an amplified system. Are really difficult for some people mm-hmm. um, who have hearing loss or who have poor word understanding mm-hmm. now there almost every manufacturer has an option for pairing with a cellular device mm-hmm. but there's amplified or captioned phones mm-hmm. as well and some of those are even available for free through some federal programs mm-hmm. so those those options are really great for somebody who has a difficulty communicating on the telephone or Um, Even for somebody who has difficulty, you know, listening to media or, you know, who just wants to be, who just wants to be a part of life, but otherwise has a really difficult time understanding.
0: Okay. So let's wrap this up.
1: Let's do it. General, (laughs) overlying message, doing something sooner about a hearing loss is always going to be better than doing, than waiting to do something later because we're not, Um, We're not going to have that same deprivation of auditory stimulation. We're not going to deprive our brains from having that auditory stimulus. Mm -hmm. So we want the best and clearest signal that we can get for the longest period of time so that we can continue to communicate really, really easily. We know that there are some tools available if we have waited a little too long and we're having some of those difficulties or... Um, maybe having to overcome some of those obstacles,
0: right? And expectations, you know that that's always key. So, so practice patience. Remember, um, and if you have questions about this, talk to your audiologist so that you can establish those expectations and those boundaries and know what you're getting into. Um, and there's also, I mean, I've had several patients this week, just off the top of my head, that are pretty young that have treated their hearing loss sooner rather than later, and they have been very vocal and and to say. I don't know why everyone doesn't do this now, because it's a game changer, it's a life changer. And so definitely you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your audiologist so you can be ready for that.
1: Yep, so if you like what you heard, um, if you wanna hear more, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. But gosh, if you have questions, give us a call here at the office, 304-428-2403, shoot us an email at info at com or leave us a comment uh, underneath the video or shoot us uh, direct message here on our YouTube channel. Um, until next time, make sure to do something sooner rather than later. Thanks. See you.